I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of ButcherBox, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com mega and use code MEGA to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional megachurch. I'm Hallie Lebon, and this is Mega the Podcast, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where we are giving our mega church a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and community so you can be blessed by them. Ooh, it is a true treat, and it is a true treasure, my friends. Well, as you know, each week I am joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Gray Haas, everybody. Hey, Hallie. How you doing? I'm blessed. How are you, brother? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm really blessed. Uh, let's see. We just finished up Christmas in July, uh, which is a fun thing that we do with all my Climax youth. Cool. Uh, where we, uh, you know, one of the parents is actually an owner of Swiss Valley Ski Resort. Awesome. So they uh, they bring down a snow bo- snowmaker, snow blowing machine, and oh. we just, you know, turn that on in the gym blow around a bunch of snow. The kids just run amok, and uh, then we have a devotion. That's cool. And, uh, yeah, really good news on my end. I am back with uh, my girlfriend, Minga. Really? Right. Congrats. Yeah, it's great. It's have really you been in great. person yet? Uh, no, we're still keeping it online just to, to maintain, uh, you know, the social distancing that they're talking about. And plus, she lives in uh, in Ohio. Yeah. So she can't really make it over here right now. It's really bad in Ohio right oh, now. Oh, I know. And, uh, yeah, it's cool because, um, because yeah, my friend uh, Clay Mason Bannerman, uh, who I'm not sure if I mentioned him before on this podcast, but, uh, yeah. you know, we were hanging out and... Uh, yeah, he's also dating someone right now. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really cool. Um, 
I'm not sure. Juliana Zobrist. Juliana yeah. Zobrist? Yeah. Who was married to the Cubs pitcher? Uh, right. She's a Christian yeah. singer. She's gorgeous. She looks like a she looks like a Barbie doll supermodel. Yeah. Juliana Zobris? Yeah. Uh, she's, and she's not, a I don't, Christian. Yeah, she's not really that attractive, I don't think. But oh, really? she's um yeah, she is a Christian. She uh she's had some ups and downs, I guess. She according. has some hit hit music, hit Christian music. Right. Well, according to her and her Instagram. Oh, really? But oh, really? uh yeah, so yeah, they met in, on uh, on TikTok, actually. They oh. were sending TikToks back and forth, and it was kind of weird because I was like, hey, I thought we were kind of doing the, like, you know, like, bachelor thing, like, two oh, guys, oh. like, just hanging out and yeah. uh, not really dating right now, and he was like, I didn't think that, and I was like, okay, well, because I've, like, actually been... Um, we've kind of got this cool bachelor pad that we've, that we've had, and uh, so, yeah, I was like, well... Um, he said, I'm dating Juliana Zobrist. I was like, okay, yeah, well, I'm actually dating someone too right now. So, uh, you know, I guess the bachelor thing is over. <laughs> the bros before <laughs> ladies. Right, that's mm-hmm. right. So, uh, yeah, things are cool. We might double date sometime. And, um, yeah, he's uh, he's dating some lady. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, how was your week, Hallie? Uh, well, have you ever heard of twice as deep? Uh, no. Twice as deep? No. Doesn't that sound cool, though? Uh, right. I guess it does. Well, so we uh, have a budget in the summer to book some, like, guest uh, stars to come in and, and lead our weekend services. Right. And my friend Heidi turned me on to this great Christian rock group for hire called Twice as Deep. And so we had them here leading our weekend services. And great. They are so cool. You would love them twice as deep. They look like some, they look like these, like, punk rock guys off the street. They got tattoos and jewelry and piercings. Oh, yeah. I'm and- looking at the website right now. Right now. Aren't they cool looking? Oh, yeah, they are really cool looking. So they're like an all-in-one, you know, worship services, outreach, or youth group retreats. You could hire them. Um, they'll worship God for you for a paycheck. Oh, that is really great. It's so cool. So I booked them, and I was just really proud. They came in, and um, they did an authentic spirit-led worship. And I joked with them in the green room when I was giving them their paycheck. I said, so does the Holy Spirit get a cut of the door if it was spirit-led? Right. <laughs> and they were real good-natured about <laughs> It. We joke. laughed and we laughed. So anyway, Tad, twice as deep, um, they were just awesome this weekend. And they did just anointed music and they shared some quick testimonials and real life stories of miracles and healing and victories over addiction and homelessness and abuse. These oh, guys really? have a great. they've got a uh, they've got sorted. Like they've past. really done it all. They really have. And so they led six songs and then they did a little talk and then they stopped. And I went up there and tried to get them to go longer. But they said that's as much spirit led music as you can get for three hundred dollars per service. So, you know, our services were kind of short this weekend, but I think people were happy to get back to the beautiful summer weather, although it's been over 95 degrees for 12 days straight now. Can you believe it? I know. It's just, it's, oh. I know. It's, it's a bummer, too, because, you know, Clay's got a pool, and I'm oh, like, really? hey, I could, you know, we could all go hang out in the pool or something, and he's just like, no, I'm really busy right now with this this whole new relationship. She's keeping him busy. Well, you know what, Gray? You should quote Ephesians 5.15 at him. Uh, right. What's that? Ephesians 5.15. Don't let anything become your everything. Yeah, he needs to hear that right now. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive licensed therapist at Talkspace, 
you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Just like Noah was surrounded by furry friends, we've got a wild animal of a guest today, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome our friend, Harold Loblin. Hi, Harold. Hi, it's such a pleasure to be here with you. Hey, Harold. I've been absolutely obsessed with your creation, and I want you to tell the folks about it because, you know, I've never really been into video games, but this one has really stuck with me, and I've I've been playing it all day long. Sure. It's called Journey of the Ark, and... Uh, it's really a communal game. You can play with friends or play by yourself. And the, the idea just came to me one night. I just, just sort of a vision that I had, and I felt I needed to share it with everybody. So just to give folks a bit of an idea, um, Journey of the Ark is this completely original video game that um, that Harold created for the Nintendo Switch. And it, uh, I mean, basically the concept is you're knower and you're on the ark and you've got all these awesome animals around and, um, tell us, tell the listeners a little bit about what you can do with all the animals. Well, you can look at them. Um, you can read verse to them if you want, uh, because that is not only are they being saved in terms of being on the ark, but you have a chance to save souls as well. And I, I think that we overlook animals. Do I get an avatar that I can pick out? Or when you play, is everyone playing Noah? Would I just look exactly like Noah in some long, uh, you know, sort of canvassed uh, floor-length gowns and a big beard? Or what's the story? You can choose. uh, You do play as Noah, but you can choose Noah from different points in his life. You can be an older Noah or a younger Noah. That's Uh, so cool. That's, you know, that's a little license. I wasn't even sure if I should do it, but I felt, why not? Let's take a chance. And uh, I found... A lot of people like middle-aged Noah, just sort of right as we know him uh, from from the Bible. Just not baby Noah. There isn't a lot of baby Noah. That was a that was a swing and a miss for me. You know, I I read um, you know because you were recently just featured in Christian PC magazine, and I did see that you had a few swings and misses before you actually came up with this huge hit. And I was reading about some of your other games that you developed. The mm-hmm. first one was. Um, Sort of a first-person shooter game with Judas. Yeah, we we called that one. Who did this? And uh, my intention for was not for it to be so violent as much as just a mystery that wasn't very stressful in the mind because you know we all know who's responsible. Uh, right. And yet, I think that kids just got too rambunctious with it, and that is why we had to discontinue it. And and uh, you know that was a tough that was a tough three days for me. I haven't played a video game since I grew up on I grew up on Gattaca and um, uh, uh, Miss Pac Man and Frogger mm-hmm. and Human Centipede and so I um, 
I, I remember the old, you know, the old joystick. And the only game I ever got good at was Miss Pac-Man and Frogger. And I loved the one that you didn't do Frogger, but you called it Clogger. And mm-hmm. you had those mountain cloggers trying to cross the river, jumping in their clogs from, uh, you know, uh, the back of an alligator to the back of a log. And I thought it was awesome. I just love that sound of a clog hitting wood. And I, I remember thinking, well, what other noises could, would a clog make if it hit other things? So what would it be like if it hit an alligator? And that's what that game was. And I, it was mostly just guessing. I just think that clogging, because, you know, I feel like dance in general can be a slippery slope where people can, you know, get sort of uh, heated up and start mm-hmm. rubbing on each other and they can, you know, lust in the flesh and, and they can really cause them to stumble in terms of sexual purity. So dancing can be a real slippery slope, but it seems like clogging is a real Christ-centered way of dancing because it seems like, what's the essence of it? You're just straight-armed and then you just Mm -hmm. got the feet going on the bottom, kind of like the Lord of the Dance? Yes, that's exactly it. And what's great about it, as you point out, is is everybody's in a line. You do not face somebody, so there's no temptation. And it's about keeping into your own space and those legs are flailing from the knee down and it could get dangerous if you got too close. So it is a very pure dance. And I'm glad that you noticed that. That is a very good observation. Uh, you know, I guess the only real threat is, um, I guess there are a couple of Noah's daughters that are kind of going around and they're a bit they're sort of perverts they're or like something. Provocative. They, right, they're like yeah. provocative. I noticed his daughters are kind of dressed, um, you know, uh, sort of revealing and they, they almost seem flirty with their dad. Isn't that odd? Yeah, that is, you know, um, there was kissing and more in an earlier version of the game and we wrestled with how close to keep it to actual biblical fact. But ultimately, I felt like I wanted less stimulus. And I sometimes I wonder, because you're pointing it out, that, that maybe I should release a new version of the game where I remove that. Maybe I should patch it out because it, it is unpleasant on at least three different levels. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe a cool thing you could do in a future version of the game is, you know, in the same way that it's a it's a fun activity to feed the animals, maybe uh, another fun activity would be to keep the alcohol away from Noah, because it really was just when his daughters got him intoxicated that they got themselves into some real sort of inc- incestual sort of um, intimacy, I guess you could call it. The, the Bible says, you know, that they went in the tent with him and, you know, did the deed. And I think mm-hmm. it might be fun to f- get the food to the animals get the booze away from Noah, huh? I think that's a great idea. That's fantastic. And a great quest. And I I think what would make it great is if it's not as much of a challenge as just, you know, throw a blanket over a bottle that's on a table. That could be great. Hide it, break it, pour it down the toilet. Yes. Yes. Now, Harold, you know, I I guess I I have to ask, um, you know, how did you come to know Jesus and Christ specifically when it comes to um, you know, using your gift, using your calling to make games that honor God. Well, I, I tell you, sometimes when I sit down at the keyboard, I wonder which one of us is really typing. Really? I mean, I, I, yeah. I came up to bear witness as a child and never looked back. So it was more, how do I work programming into my life of service to the Lord? Uh, much more than how do I work the Lord into programming? The Lord is everywhere. That's we right. know that, that right. Jesus is always with us. So you're basically saying that when you sit down to program, you're just kind of going into this fugue state where mm-hmm. you're just letting the Holy Spirit move through your hands and it outcome these games. Yes. I'll put on a Jars of Clay album and my eyes will roll back in my head wow. and just the typing will begin. And I, I let the code go where he wants it to go. And then the result is just hit game after hit game with a few oh. misses. 
Well, I am so grateful for these games that you're putting out that are wholesome and family friendly because, I mean, otherwise my kids would have been getting into, they were playing something where you were killing a hooker or strangling her or stepping mm. on her or something. And um, when I gave them uh, Journey of the Ark, I, I just felt like I can finally breathe easy and know that my teenager, my teenage son, isn't going to be oogling a bunch of half-dressed women with these unrealistic kind of bodies that mm -hmm. are very suggestive and causing, you know, little boys to stumble in the flesh. Um, but I just like how the, you let the Holy Spirit move through you and you can create some wholesome, family-friendly stuff. As a child, when I saw Miss Pac-Man for the first time, I thought, that's too much makeup. And, yeah, and I knew that's if suggested. I ever had the chance uh -huh. that I would, I would bring purity back to video games. Oh, Do you have any children of your own? I don't. Oh, no. Why is that? Well, I have um, – there is a condition called a collapsed urethra. So – if you imagine you're you're taking a tunnel under a mountain and then halfway uh, through uh, there's a cave-in. Okay. Imagine wow. there are four or five cave-ins what the doctor told wow. me. To, you right. can't you can't fix it and prop it back up. And that was that was very difficult. I had to pray on it a lot, but Wow, uh, that sounds painful. It's every day is uh, a new exploration of pain. Oh, and no. restroom breaks are are agonizing, but okay. oh no! Sorry, so, are you still able to? You know, if you drink a lot of water, yeah, well, are you, know, you Hallie, able not to? Not really sure if we, you know. Does it's, it feel like you're passing a kidney stone every time you just have to do a regular urination I relaxation? Don't know if this is what yeah. It, it feels like um, when you try to use a blade of grass as a flute and you okay. blow on it, and the air oh. is restricted. <gasps> it's like that. It's oh. um, it's very. But I always say. You know, uh, Job went through worse, and that's what, that's right. what pulls me through it. That's right. And I'm going to put you on my prayer list. I really oh, am. Because you. you know what? Um, if uh, if God can make the blind to see and the lame to walk, he can certainly prop up that urethra. I'll tell you that right Howie, now. It's not really... He can open it up like a it, like a Russian river. I'll tell you what. Um, okay, great. What are some of your hobbies? You know, I remember one time I went camping with my youth group. Oh, camping's good. Yeah. And I went to relieve myself in the evening. Oh, here we go again. And oh, in the woods or an outhouse or what? Yeah, well, it was in the news. I don't know if you've heard about it uh, where you are, but at Moline, they um, yeah, they called sure it why they um, would cover that, but. the night of the beckoning because the oh. noise I made while screaming, apparently it was at the perfect tone for a family of bears to <gasps> not not wander towards us, but break into a full four-pawed sprint. <gasps> uh, okay. Whoa. Came to find out that uh, what they they smelled the blood that had come out because oh. sometimes it's a just I, you blood know when in I, your urine. Yeah, it's a cave-in oh, down there. Like I said, good. yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I got to be in the paper. That was nice. Oh, that's good. That's nice. You know, you got to be careful. And I don't know if they were brown bears or if they were black bears, but you got to really be careful because I've heard that the bears, they, they are following the scent of your urine. Yeah. So oh they'll if so if you use the restroom in the woods, mm -hmm. um, then they'll know you're there and they'll be able to kind of follow you like a, you know, like a drug sniffing dog at the airport. They'll find you. Yeah, they, you know? they will. I, you know, I wish that there had been an outhouse there. Sometimes they have those outhouses where everyone's yeah. going communally. And that's, that's a, a different nightmare. But uh, this was just the roughness, and then I turned very quickly, and and uh, the trees were rough, and I hit one, and that just, you oh. know, that's any just like pressing on a favorite, bruise. Any favorite foods? I do have to say real quick, yeah. and then we'll go to your foods. Sure. I do have to tell you, I was on a missions trip. Mm. 
um, down and we were at the, in the Amazon yeah. and we were bringing the love of Christ to the natives and um, really trying to let them know that he died for them too, you know, mm-hmm. and they didn't speak a lick of English, but we were getting by. And um, one day we were going to go swim in the Amazon river mm, yeah. uh, just because that's like a life experience, you know? And what I didn't know is what they didn't tell any of us like little missions trip kids is not to urinate in the Amazon river because there is a parasite mm-hmm. that loves the smell of human urine and will race toward it and will rush up your urethra. Yeah. This, just... this parasite that's almost like a little tiny kind of um, piranha Honestly, sort of fish, that, just why. sort of like chomping all even... the way up the tube. And it's just apparently excruciating. Luckily, I didn't go. Oh, sure. I had to get out because I had been um, pooped on by some monkeys that were overhead. And I was crying. It was I And a little bit of the, the fecal matter had gotten in my mouth. And Hi. I had been so careful not to drink the water the whole time I was there because you can't drink the water in foreign countries. And I'd been very, very careful. I'd really only drank Coca-Cola for two solid weeks. And then wouldn't you know, I end up with primate dung in my mouth. So I had it's to get out. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. You know, uh, speaking of which, I, as a child, I went to Israel on a mission trip. Mm. Talk about a dead end. I, we, we visited the good part of Jerusalem and then we got to visit the Dead Sea. Awesome. And they tell you when you're going in the water, you shouldn't have any fresh cuts. And oh. apparently I didn't know this qualified because it was like uh, rinsing out a head wound with oh. uh, road salt. So that was real painful to the point that this is the only time this ever happened that I vomited. And uh, this girl, Kathy, uh, Kathy Beaumont, who was next to me, she was laughing uh, at a Ziggy comic that a friend was telling her about. And when I turned to vomit, it went right in her mouth. Oh, no. My goodness. In the world that we eat. It was terrible. Oh, no. Well, if you'd vomited into the Dead Sea, the salt content makes everything float. That vomit never would have uh, sunk to the bottom. It would have just stayed there hanging out with you while you floated in that high salt content water. How neat that you got to go to the Holy Land and walk in the steps that Jesus walked. That's awesome. Okay. Hey, guys. I just really want to cut in here with a question that I've just been dying to ask. Mm. Um, What's your favorite food? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a great question. I like a macaroni and cheese, but oh. half the amount of cheese. Oh, why, why do you have to have half the ma- amount of cheese? Well, when I have too much dairy, it cl- makes the urine clot. Oh. And oh, then it's no. just like pushing marbles through a coffee stirrer. I should have known. It's really difficult. And, you know, oh. with all the bruising and, and uh, it's not just like uh, skin that's scabbed over. It's, you know, they're what, what we would call um, hot warts and they'll pop. Oh. They'll pop oh. if it gets too viscous in there. So I have to stay hydrated and can't have too much cheese. Oh. I just can't really imagine why you haven't found anyone yet um, to, um, to, you know, have a family with. I like Amy's mac and cheese. Do mm. you ever get into those frozen ones from the frozen section? Or do you make your own? Do you do homemade? How do you do it? I do like, a, I do like an Amy's. I think it's very good. I like a Velveeta shells and cheese, even though I'm not That's supposed to. It's That's so the good. best. You don't have to make the cheese because it's just in a in an envelope for you. You just squeeze it. You yes. squirt it right out of that little packet. It's mm-hmm. so good. One but time. You, you can uh, throw some broccoli in there and call it mac and trees, and then it's healthy. That's right. Exactly. It becomes like a salad. I uh, one time had snipped the end of you know that corner of the packet, and I was squeezing it out, and it was doing that thing where it where it's not coming out at all, and then and then just like a thin rail of cheese hit the bowl, and I started to weep because it uh, reminded me of going to the restroom. Yeah, right. Oh, of course, it's going to have yeah. to. It was a reminder. Pretty much everything but, is these you days. You know, we fight through the pain, and 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 we enjoy a little meal, and that's those are moments of comfort for me. 
well, I'm looking at this game in a whole new way. You know, I do have to say, when I was telling my kids, so I, I said, kids, I don't want you um, playing these disgusting, violent, um, overly sexualized uh, video games because it, it does not honor God. And I had been doing research on you because I knew we were going to talk on the pad. And so I said, this is Journey of the Ark. And I gave it to him and they started going around and teaching me how to do it. And my son, Day, he said, oh, this is um, Animal Crossing. And I said, no, it's not. It's Journey of the Ark. And he said, no, I've done Animal Crossing. And I said, no, it's not because this is God honoring, right? Absolutely. I, you know, I don't want to talk about ongoing litigation, but I've, I've filed a trademark claim uh, and I've tried to get what, what they refer to as a retroactive patent for my game design. And I, I believe that justice will be done, but that is, that is certainly a comparison I've heard before. I think my game is certainly much cleaner and a much more enjoyable experience for the entire family because you're not dressing the animals. uh, You're not talking to them, giving them unholy gifts like bags of weeds or sticks. Uh Animals are animals and they, you just watch them and they're animals. And that's, that's the relationship that it should be in the eyes of God. Well, I was so glad when I was rooting around on there. I was so happy that you had so many different types of dogs. You had a boxer, you had mm-hmm. an English bulldog in there, you had a Dalmatian, you had a Weimariner, but I was still looking for mine because I have Frenchies and Corgis. Oh. And and by the time, and you got to, you did, you had a Boston Terrier and I mm-hmm. said, we're getting close. And then wouldn't you know it, there was a Frenchie right there on the Ark and you had some little Corgis right there on the Ark. Yeah. And I said, see, I told my kids, I said, see, there were Frenchies and Corgis on the Ark. Yeah. Everything that is in my game is biblically accurate including the french bulldogs and yeah and my my kid said okay there was an english bulldog on the on the ark and i said there certainly was because it said one of every animal that god created and mm-hmm. you know in the garden of eden and they said well how could it be an english bulldog if there wasn't an england yet mom and i said you know what we just started calling them English bulldogs when they were in England, but I'm sure that Adam called them something in Hebrew because he was probably speaking Hebrew, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, yeah. I think that they were called Hanach uh, Beloshin, which, awesome. which oddly enough in Hebrew translates to English bulldog. So even they oh. knew then, because it's you know God names these animals. We don't you know the names yes. come through us. Yes. So, Hanash. What was it? Hanash Beloshin. Han- Hanach Menoshin. Minotian. Yeah. Wow, that's that awesome. awesome. I'm going to yeah. write that down. I'm going to put that in my kids' faces. Now, <laughs> Harold, you know, you've had such success. Do you have anything on tap for your next game? Are you, have you been brainstorming any ideas for, for what your next release might be? I do. I have a puzzle game um, <gasps> based on the story of Cain and Abel. Oh, really? It's uh, It has drawn comparisons to uh, a game called... Uh, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Okay. Uh-huh. Um, where you have to find a criminal by searching all around the world. But uh, where my original version is different is that you're looking in all the uh, different biblical locations. Oh, that's great. That's cool. Yeah. And it's got to be also, you know, that's also cool because, you know, in terms of searching the whole world, the, you know, with Cain and Abel, you, you, you know, at least your suspect list is pretty limited yeah. mm-hmm. because there's just not going to be many people around at yeah. that point. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's basically like a pretty limited suspect list. Sure. It's three, um, three people, but two of them you eliminate right away. So right. it makes it, again, this is not about a challenge, uh, but I also have, a, I'm very excited. I have a VR game called, called um, Where You're Lot, and it's called Don't Turn Around. And if you <gasps> do, then uh, your wife turns to salt. 
But oh, otherwise, wow. you hear, so you're moving forward, walking in place, and then you hear her voice behind you. But she's oh. saying, um, how does my hair look? Or, oh, a French bulldog. And But yeah. if you turn around, and this is a good lesson, not only of that yeah. biblical story, but not to give in to temptation. That's yeah, right. wow. Yeah. These, but I can't wait for both of these to come out. And you know what? With the Cain and Abel one, I guess you kind of found a loophole where you can get away with some very violent murder. And it's biblical because, you know, that's the story that happened. So if if kids are hankering for some good old fashioned violent murder, then, you know, they can do it the biblical way. And this way it's still God honoring. That's so cool. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you noticed that. It, that. That sequence is a 45 minute cinematic that you cannot skip past. So you have to watch it so that you learn that story and then it's up to you to solve the crime. Wow. Now in the lot and um, in the lot one, do you see, you know, Sodomy and Gomorrah just burning behind him with people screaming and, you know, begging for their lives while he's escaping in God's honor? Well, you certainly hear it. And then to your peripheral, you can catch some of it as you, but you're trying to maintain that tunnel vision. Now I will tell you, we, we did again, make this accurate. So if you turn around, you will get two seconds of the most uh, heinous debauchery you've ever seen, but you're going to be focused on your salt lick wife at that point. Yeah. And you don't want to even Mm-mm. get that two seconds because then is the game over? Yes. The game is over. In fact, the uh. game self-destruct, it re- removes itself from your system. Oh, wow. That's awesome. You know what I love about these games that you've made that are so biblical in the, you know, in their origin is that, you know, a lot of criticism, I feel like the unjust criticism of Christian culture and, uh, you know, all these awesome things that we're doing is that, you know, is that oftentimes Christians aren't nuanced. Mm -hmm. And what you're showing, even though these games, you know, one is you're basically just taking care of some animals. One is just you're walking in a straight line. One is you're trying to find out who committed a murder and it's clearly just this one person is that you've still figured out a way to take what are essentially some really complex ideas and bring them into the gaming space. That's awesome. And, you know, I love that because a lot of times people are like, hey, you know, you you Christians, uh, you know, you're not, you don't really think critically. You don't really have a lot of nuance to what you do. And I and I point them to not your true. game and yeah. I say, okay, well, yeah. play this. And you're going to see that the, there's yeah. actually an array of experience that you can have through these really compelling oh, stories. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. absolutely. That's is the whole point is to drop people directly into the Bible and then oh. take a look around. Maybe it's not as simple as you thought it was. Right. And I think also we overcomplicate a lot of things in life, yeah. you know, so maybe there maybe there's something complex about it being uncomplex. And that's what I tell people. It's really amazing that you can hold these two ideas at the same time, which is, you know, these are complex stories with really simple answers. Yeah. And I think that is the crux of what we talk about week in and week out here at Twin Hills. Yeah. If you type the letters Jesus in, at any point, the game immediately ends and oh. the screen goes white. And I believe you're filled with a warmth inside. I know I am uh, when I see it. And then the game um, self-destructs and removes itself from your system because awesome. you have nothing left to achieve from that story. I just love that. I love that idea of sort of taking the gaming out of games where you really are saying, hey, actually, it's it's much simpler. There's a simpler answer here where you don't have to do all this beating your head against the wall trying to figure things out. I was going to say my, my company's motto is uh, faith is not a game, but that doesn't mean it can't be fun. Wow. Yeah. That's Amazing. awesome. And I love the idea that Jesus is the answer, no matter what the question is. Who can who can raise my collapsed urethra? Jesus. I'm not sure if that's yeah, who, a question who could anyone take was this asking. 
flow of lava through my system, it's mm. only Jesus. That's why I don't go to a doctor. I just well, you you should if you're having lava down. I there. mean, the blood that comes out of me is nothing compared to the blood that came out of him oh, when he was right? on the cross. Isn't that right? Oh. It says that they pierced his side and blood and water flowed. Yeah, yeah, and that's me. Dear Twin Hillers, usually as a baby gift, I do cross stitches of the baby's name in the name meaning. For instance, Matthew means gift of God, Christine means belonging to Christ, and Jacob means heel grabber. But I'm in a bit of a predicament because my daughter just had a baby, my first grandchild, and she decided to name him Xanderly, which I cannot find a definition for. In fact, I'm not even sure it's a name. What do you propose I do? Sincerely, Sandra Balea. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, Hallie, I come into contact with this a lot because, you know, uh, there are really cool names out there right now. And a lot of times parents are saying, hey, how can we make a a, a kid's name a bit different? Mm -hmm. Um, So I I do understand that, you know, uh, the name Zanderly might be a bit odd to someone her age, although I have four Zanderleys in Climax right now. So it's a pretty common name right now uh, with kids under the age of 16. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, in as far as I know, Zanderly means God's adopted oh. or adopted by God. Awesome. And um, and that, it, you know, the only reason I come up with that is because all the Zanderleys in Climax right now are adopted. Um, I think two oh, of them really? are from Haiti and one hmm. and two of them are from, from Korea. And um, so I think, you know, uh, I just say, you know, the Zanderleys are God's adopted because it seems like that's a really popular name yeah. for when you adopt a kid yeah. from another place that doesn't quite fit in. You just name him or her Zanderly. I have two two of the girls. Two of them are uh, uh, female Zanderlies. Oh, wow. Right. Huh. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Huh. Um, what, do, what do you guys think? Well, I would say, um, you know, I don't know. The letter here doesn't say anything about a dad being in the picture, so we don't know if the kid's a bastard or if it's uh, adopted. I'm assuming it's not adopted because she said that um, it's her daughter. Yeah, so if it's not adopted and you want to, you know, I would say, Sandra, that like, I feel like this is an opportunity where you can make one up. I would just pick something from the Bible. I would I would cross stitch a, a name meaning on there that's um, something you like from the Bible, like that um, verse from Luke that says, "Not all who wander are lost." I think that might. I think Xanderly sounds like not all who wander are lost. What do you think, Harold? You know, I always um, in designing a game, if I I run out of names pretty quickly, <laughs> and I just tend to call all of them Shepherd because I think in a way. It's our job to shepherd the lost and bring them into the church. So I, I think that's a fine meaning for Xanderly. That's what I, w- I wouldn't even have come up with Xanderly. I just would have said shepherd. So oh, that's, that's what great. I would go with. I have noticed in your games, if it's not a biblical character with mm-hmm. a biblical name, it's just named Shepherd. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, uh, people who have been fans of my work for years, they know they, what they say to each other is look for the crook. And that's how they know where I ran out of names. Harold Lobland was played by Hal Lublin. Listen to him on Thrilling Adventure Hour, Welcome to Night Vale, or any of his several incredible podcasts. Check out his work at hallublin.com and follow him at Hal Lublin. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray Haas was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. <laughs>